Hello, and welcome to Reimagining Capital Projects, a podcast series that explores the impact of evolving technologies on the capital project and wider infrastructure and real estate sectors. I'm your host, Ona Murchu, a chartered engineer and PwC digital consultant, and I'm delighted today to be joined by two new guests, Matt Saunders, a chartered surveyor and digital consultant within our capital projects team, and Daria Barham, Secretary General of the Association of Consultant Architects and Steering Committee Member of the Construction Blockchain Consortium in collaboration with the Centre of Construction Law at King's College London. Welcome to you both. Happy to be here. Hi. Uh, So today we will be exploring the latest hot topic in the technology world, blockchain, and hopefully unlocking some of the potential benefits it has to offer major projects and the industry at large. Blockchain, it has been said, has the potential to substantially disrupt many aspects of how businesses and economies operate. But Daria, what exactly is it? Right. Well, blockchain is a decentralized ledger where all the transactions are shared within a network of owner groups. Now, it's a self-contained and secure database that records transactions. So basically, it makes it a very efficient record-keeping technology. Now, you have to remember that each block of data is recorded and is chained to the next block of data and also, again, linked to its previous block of data, hence the name blockchain. So what exactly is unique about it? Um, It's unique because it's actually a data that is not stored in one single location. Members of a network retain their own copy of the ledger. So any change that's done, it's actually done and it's updated across um, the whole distributed copies of the ledger very quickly. But that requires a kind of a controlled mechanism that's actually put in place at the outset. So to pull out some of the key features that make blockchain an interesting technology, what we're saying is that we have a shared record of verified transactions on a controlled network. There's a transparency to those records or events, and those records can't be tampered with. Therefore, we have a secure and immutable record of what's happened in the past. So Matt, in the broader context, why would the wider capital projects sector begin to pay more attention to blockchain as a technology? Yeah, if if we build on those themes that we just touched on, shared records of verified transactions, transparency, of those transactions and a secure and immutable record of the past, we can start to link them to some of the challenges faced within engineering and construction projects. If we think about sharing of verified transactions, we can start to see how this enables collaboration by sharing information such as design approvals or payments. And clearly, collaboration is key to project success. So it helps foster trust is what you're saying? Absolutely, yes. By giving that transparency, we help foster trust. And that, again, is a crucial for effective project team working. And lastly, the secure record of the past means that people are then accountable for their actions. And clearly, if we're accountable for our actions and those, those records are, are transparent, that starts to adjust our behaviours for the better. So Daria, are there any interesting examples within the blockchain technology um, space that draw on those um, themes of collaboration, trust and accountability? I would say two of the most exciting actually blockchain application layers for capital projects can be seen in what we call as smart contracts and cryptocurrency. Now, smart contract is basically a contract, but it's digitally formatted and it's written in a computer code. 
So in effect, the terms of the contract between a buyer and a seller is written as a code in a computer program language rather than a legal language. So we're moving away from paper-based PDFs to software web-based contracts? Indeed, indeed. Um, and um, as I mentioned, cryptocurrency, again, this is about a creation of a sort of a digital currency. In effect, it's a decentralized digital cash system. I suppose the most commonly known one is Bitcoin. Now, I'm glad you mentioned cryptocurrency as it's been in the media of lot, a lot of late. Um, Matt, what impact will this have on major projects? Cryptocurrencies within capital projects is potentially game-changing. The the applications are really quite radical. What cryptocurrencies can do are potentially solve the long-standing issue of cash flow within capital projects. So what do you mean by cash flow issues? Well, for decades now, government and industry have been trying to solve the issue of cash flow through capital projects. They're, they're too slow, they're too bureaucratic. We've had the Construction Act that's now enshrined in our contracts. We've had fair payment charters, prompt payment codes, more recently project bank accounts. With mixed results. Now, the reason government and industry are trying to solve this is because there are macroeconomic and microeconomic issues here. At the micro project level, slow payments introduce risk to suppliers and therefore projects. And then at the macro level, slow movement of cash through businesses and individuals actually prevents economic growth. Now, what blockchain can do is address these issues by enabling much faster, more transparent and trust-based payments through supply chains. That's very interesting. So, Daria, from a project and programme viewpoint, could blockchain dispel the end of onerous payments for parties lower down the project supply chain? Um, Could it unlock sort of efficiencies in cost savings, for example? Okay, well, let's sort of stand back a little bit and start by looking initially at the unique characteristics of our construction industry. We've got an industry that works on very low profit margins, and so it needs a lot of volume to actually sort of generate and create profit. And the problem is that if someone in the chain doesn't actually make the appropriate payment in time down that chain, then it jeopardizes not only the business that actually sits below that chain, so it's the first chain down, but also other chains below that. Uh, This problem of up and down kind of basically um, reliance is actually quite unique in construction. And so I suppose it's no surprising to tell you that basically in, you know, construction actually accounts for 20% of all insolvencies happening in the UK. Mm, Yeah. So we can see that it helps with the speed of transactions. What I think is really interesting is where the transparency and the immutable record of the past can start to change behaviours whereby supply chains can self-certify their work and actually claim payments for themselves. I think that's a a really, really fascinating application. So suppliers could record evidence of completed work, you're saying? Absolutely, yes. And they are verified by other members on the network and therefore we have a, a secure, verified record of the past. We know who did it. So earlier in the discussion, Dere, you mentioned smart contracts. Um, It seems to me that blockchain offers 
a wide range of applications that could really benefit the industry at large. Um, could you talk us through some other examples? Yeah, I, mean, I suppose the three potential areas come to mind, the kind of a payment model, a kind of provenance example, and of course, examples around design development. I think we've kind of, uh, between me and Matt, actually seem to have kind of covered the payment mm. model. Um, and so the only thing I need to add on to that is that it's important to bear in mind that blockchain and smart contracts can in their current application basically only work and assist the capital projects around a somewhat more simple forms of transactions, kind of transactions talking about dealing with sales, purchase, and of course, delivery. So we need, in a sense, a much more sophisticated sort of transaction mechanism to deal with the complexities that we do have in the construction process. Talk us through the provenance model, because that sounds quite interesting to me. Yeah, well, just imagine the ability to track back the ledger's log in order to determine the authenticity of information. Or, for example, determine whether the materials and goods are from a sustainable source or whether the materials used are exactly what was specified basically for the project. So you would have the ability to track um, ownership of material and the type of material within your asset throughout its life cycle. Mm. That seems to me quite radically game-changing. And what impact would that have on sort of the design development of a program? As I mentioned earlier, kind of design development actually is quite complex. And so it does need a kind of a complex process to sort of manage it. Um, and I'm talking about some things like, say, for example, design development process, or kind of all the interfaces that need to occur between parties, the integration of the contributors, managing risk, changing, you know, so basically change, and that actually is quite a, a known occurrence within our industry. So, so blockchain, for, exa for example, could sit alongside building information modeling data and really sort of enhance the value and clarity of that information. Um, Matt, would you agree with the three examples that Dre raised? I would, yeah. In terms of faster, more transparent payments, the provenance of goods and materials on capital projects, and also a new design ecosystem for perhaps automated, more intelligent design processes, absolutely I agree with all of those. I would add that it's the leadership and management of our projects that really stand to benefit here in terms of better visibility, better project controls that's enabled through real-time data that is of a much higher quality. Is it all just theoretical at the moment or have we got any sort of hard, sort of practical examples that you could possibly share? Yeah, it's, it's important to recognise that this is an emerging technology. Um, some may say it's not quite enterprise ready yet, but certainly there is a lot of activity happening in the market at the moment. Certainly there's the construction blockchain consortium that Dar Daria is uh, a part of. Here at, uh, at PwC, we have actually just started accepting payments using a cryptocurrency for some of our professional services, which I think is a real statement of intent and, and actually support some of the payment processes that we've been talking about earlier. That, that's, that's fascinating. So there's the potential for this to be used as payments going into capital projects? Absolutely, that's, that's where we are at the moment. And uh, actually we've developed a prototype model for how that could actually work uh, internally. And we're in conversation with some of our clients in the capital project space about rolling that out. So needless to say, we're pretty excited about that. What about the supply chain model that Daria uh, mentioned? Yeah, I, I think there are real provenance 
uh, applications as well. We've had clients that have had issues on site where they thought they were buying a certain quality of steel, they didn't get that, and the steel actually failed in situ. Now, the provenance application for blockchain could actually help avoid that kind of scenario. Clearly, massive health and safety issues that that could, uh, that that could prevent. So, Daria, we, we've touched on the theory of blockchain and some practical examples. What are the key barriers for entry for this technology? So are there any key risks or dependencies that we need to kind of draw out? Interesting. I think in terms of barriers, I think the first and foremost, as we've seen, is the kind of industry's reluctance to change. Mm. And so in order to actually demonstrate what value we're actually bringing with these new technologies, it's important to actually have fairly early trials and pilot projects to actually sort of show evidence in those. But also, I think I would say kind of uncertainty in standards enabling devices to connect and to communicate across a level platform is a barrier. It seems to me that one of the big risks would be possibly sort of bugs within the system in the blockchains and, and problems within the technology itself. Is, is that fair? Yes, I think security is a risk. Although we've touched on the benefit of a decentralized system, you always have where you've got basically uh, you know, value and money, there's always a risk for cyber attacks. So potential bugs in the coding, it can easily corrupt the data. Yeah, um, just in terms of the cyber and, uh, and the other issues you mentioned there, I, I mean, we, we have those currently, don't we? So, so yes, they may apply to blockchain, but actually these are some of the risks and issues that we're, that we're currently facing today. Um, and I think we're well placed to, to deal with those. I think it's worth just saying at the moment that this kind of innovation, it really plays right to the heart of government's construction strategy. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of smart technology that industry needs to unlock efficiencies, productivities. And I think, you know, we should be willing to respond to government's call with radical thinking like this. It really ties in with the UK BIM mandate, doesn't it? And sort uh, of yeah. the sort of the embracing of technology across the industry as a whole. Yeah, and I think that the BIM mandate has served us very well in terms of awakening industry to technological change. And it's some in some ways it's primed us for the cultural and behavioural changes that are going to lie ahead with new disruption. I suppose one thing we haven't touched upon is the data that blockchain generates. Um, Daria, who would own this data? Um, interesting question, actually, because let's set the scene. At the moment, as it stands, we have no control or ownership over our kind of what we call as a digital footprint. We all use the internet, tweet, use Facebook, do Google searches, and a lot more. Um, but what happens is that the information what I call as our basically digital footprint, is actually captured by the tech giants and they're worth a lot of money and we have no control over those. When we're talking about blockchain, you get a decentralized database, as I've mentioned earlier. It's kind of replicated across several separate locations. So no single member can act as a gatekeeper or kind of assumes control. And that's an advantage. So members of this specific blockchain group who actually have access to the information can retain that control and access through what is called as a kind of encrypted key. That, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. That's a really interesting viewpoint of how data could be managed going forward in the blockchain network. I suppose from my point of view, um, Blockchain, there, there are many advantages going forward, and I suppose 
the blue sky thinking aspect of this and, and where it could play a role is really interesting, particularly the work you're doing, Daria, on the Construction Blockchain Consortium. How do you see it progressing and how big a disruptive force could blockchain be within the industry? Um, hopefully quite a lot, actually. If we kind of look at the disruptive technologies within different sectors, the ones who are actually now beginning to see efficiencies by its use, in kind of financial, insurance and compliance sectors, to name a few. And I think they, you might have come across the terminology loose, um, you know, used in association with that called FinTech, InsureTech and RegTech. Well, we're hoping that basically, you know, these basically technologies could actually help the construction industry and generally as a whole, the build environment. Yeah, I think that the digital Digital currencies within construction are potentially revolutionary, um, moving us away from some of the existing ways of working towards an even more collaborative, accountable and trust-based industry. Um, I think that blockchain being used as a digital platform that our projects are designed, managed and built upon is really the foundation for a step change when we bring into play BIM, Internet of Things, machine learning, AI and robotics. Now, this kind of digital platform means that we can start to think about our project business cases in completely new and more sophisticated ways. We have 5D BIM, but actually, why can't we add additional dimensions, for example, looking at the social, environmental mm. and economic impact in a more integrated and dynamic way? For me, this is how we're going to transform from where we are now to an intelligent built environment that works for us to provide cleaner, healthier societies and a stronger, more productive economy? Well, from, from this discussion, I'm convinced the future is bright for blockchain and it's full of many possibilities. And I think that is as good a place as any to leave today's discussion. Many thanks to both Matt and Daria for their insight. And again, thank you all at home for listening. We will be back again soon for more discussion and debate on all things technology. And in the meantime, should you wish to learn more about blockchain, the Internet of Things, or any of the other wider benefits technology will bring to the industry, please visit, visit us at pwc.co.uk forward slash reimagine. Please subscribe to the series to get all our latest episodes and please don't forget to rate and review. All our past content is available online too, so check it out if you haven't already. So until next time, thank you all for listening.